Welcome everyone to the Polaris podcast. I am Jeremy Wipek, a partner of the Polaris Wealth Advisory Group, and we have with us Jeff Powell. Jeff is our Chief Investment Officer and Managing Partner. Jeff, how are you doing? Good morning. So Jeff, uh, really looking forward to this conversation, especially given the fact that uh, there's really not a lot of news uh, that's coming out lately. Uh, it's interesting looking through a lot of the headlines and just the, the financial data and a lot of stuff starting to get recirculated um, where we're talking about the same things that we've talked about before. So I always take that as an indication that there's just not uh, a lot of new stuff that's come out, but there has been uh, an interesting trend, or I should maybe say lack of a trend with this uh, quarter, and that is that there really hasn't been any clearly defined leadership. The markets have kind of been all over the place um, with regard to some of the price movements that uh, we've been experiencing. Can you share with us uh, your thoughts as to why is this market kind of wishy-washy on the areas of the market that are leading or lack of leadership for that matter? Yeah, well, you're 100% correct of the lack of leadership. I mean, we've seen uh, weeks and months of different you know, things working, and then uh, they'll have the rug pulled out from underneath them, and that uh, stops working, and, and so on. And it's actually really not uncommon uh, during a shift of leadership to have a lot more uh, lack of, of leadership, so to speak, because uh, there's kind of a tug of war between what people think should be going on and, and shouldn't. The the other parts of this really, and we've kind of hit on some of it before, which is that we're really dealing with some unparalleled things that we've dealt with before. And we've got a a new bill that's been passed, you know, that is you know, basically an infrastructure bill. What influences does that have? You know, if you if you read the statement from uh, from Wharton School of Business, they're saying that it actually might make money, add to GDP, and actually not cost uh, the American people anything. Um, I've got to dig into that a little bit deeper. But you know, again, if you're looking at something, a stimulus package uh, that is going to be hitting on a lot of the industrials. Um, but really, again, people are fearful of a lot of different things. Is inflation here? Is it not here? Is it transitory? Is it going to be here uh, longer term? What influence does that have on the tenure treasury? What impact does that have on lending and the margins? You throw in the possibility of a corporate tax, the possibility of raising capital gains tax rates, and you know, people just don't know where to go. And so what I'm seeing a lot of is almost this bipolar uh, type of thought process where they're in, they're out, they're in, they're out, or I'm value, I'm growth, I'm value, I'm growth, or I like commodities or I don't. The dollar is strong, it's not. Gold is strong, it's not. It's it's really all over the board. So, and Jeff, I want to talk uh, a little bit more um, about the inflation piece that you talked about, um, whether or not it's going to stick here versus it being transitory. And I know that's something that will probably take time to know more fully, but it is interesting that uh, we use commodities and other types of indicators to really measure, uh, at least to a certain extent, what that impact has been. And Commodities have, uh, I mean, they've really been all over the place where they rose up pretty rapidly and now they're starting to uh, drop pretty dramatically. Can you talk a little bit about the price movement there more specifically and why, <clears throat> excuse me, why it appears that that may be occurring? Yeah, again, uh, commodity prices are, are being driven for, for a number of reasons. So let's just use uh, lumber as a, a good example. We uh, uh, We've seen a demographic element to this, as well as a COVID tie-in 
uh, a supply chain issue, uh, and then a correction of that. So um, what we saw initially going on is a drop. Um, you know, just like everywhere else, you saw a drop in uh, the values of uh, of lumber uh, back when COVID hit, uh, just like you'd expect, because guess what? Uh, how are you going to go and look for a new house or, or build if you're being told that you can't leave your house? So we did see uh, prices uh, drop pretty dramatically um, as a result of COVID. Um, and then we started seeing some of the demographic shifts. So as people said, hey, I don't want to be in a multifamily home. Uh, I want to be in my own home where I've got a backyard and I'm going to move to the suburbs. Um, you saw prices. Uh, we've seen some miraculous moves. So again, price of lumber um, drops from about 460 um, down to about 215. So big drop. I mean, we saw a 50% plus drop. And then as we saw recovery, uh, and the recovery really began again, right around the same time as the markets did in, in April of 2020, we saw uh, lumber prices go from $200 all the way up to almost $1,700 uh, in May of this year. That's an amazing run. Even if you're looking at this year, it's gone from 800 to almost 1700, almost a doubling. And now you've seen a huge fall off uh, where now uh, wood has dropped back down to $730 uh, from where it was, again, almost $1,700 uh, a month and a half ago. And so, again, part of it, supply chain, part of it, COVID, part of it, you know, what, you know, just overall demographic shifts and so on. So you start having this huge demand for homes. We just actually had uh, a, a very nice uh, home um, uh, price index come out today or a number of homes sold. Uh, came out today much higher than expected, uh, driving some of the home builders and suppliers up in value right now, uh, even though, again, prices are dropping pretty dramatically on lumber. So with the plants that were able to make, you know, lumber to go into homes, those were all shut down due to COVID. So we had people not able to build, not able to do other things. Well, as that all started to come online, uh, the amount of supply gets gets sucked up there's no, there's more demand than supply. Prices go through the roof, and now we're seeing ourselves back in a position where uh, we're catching up, and lumber prices are falling as a direct result of that. Yeah, you know, that that definitely makes a lot of sense um, with regard to why we're seeing some of that price movement. And you alluded to earlier the fact that uh, we're seeing uh, some oscillation between value leading versus growth leading. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that? Um, where are we seeing leadership, or at least on a temporary basis? And then what uh, are your, I guess, longer term uh, expectations with regard to that movement? Well, we still stick with the same feelings that we had before that that value is a place to be from uh, not only a um, a value proposition. So again, value and growth operate very differently. Uh, you're buying a growth company based upon its future earnings, not what's going on now. Value is much more in today, um, but you also don't want to sit there and overpay for either one of these. And right now, um, undervalued investments are really being found much more on the value side uh, than the growth side. And I know that might sound like a, you know, obviously should be. 
we've had a four plus year run uh, of growth outperforming value. Um, and it's still one of those situations where from a reversion to mean standpoint, uh, value should come back into favor. It's just how it should be, uh, be uh, going on right now. So we're not um, particularly concerned at the fact that growth is outperforming value on the quarter um, because it's a quarter and, and there's no true, um, I guess the easiest way of saying it, there's no true ability to see a leadership change. Uh, lots of people can argue different things. So on the quarter uh, right now, uh, growth is finally outperforming value. But if you look at the very beginning of the quarter, growth started winning you know, first month. You know, then all of a sudden May rolls around, value is doing better than growth. And now we've had a, a run uh, of uh, from pretty much the month of June. Uh, we've seen a pretty sizable run of growth outperforming value. And it's typically the Fab Five that you're seeing uh, this going on with. But uh, there's it's it's what's making managing money difficult right now in today's market is you know today is a perfect example yesterday everything uh, in the market tech was up now it's everything in tech is down uh you know if you're looking at again kind of a bipolar way of thinking or or believing it's just hard to get yourself and get uh your arms around uh, what's going on when there's huge swing and differences between what's going on between the two different groups. So we, we're really going to going to stick with our guns, uh, understanding, of course, that um, you know we have already moved somewhat to kind of a um, what is referred to as a barbell stance in some of our strategies, meaning that we have kind of growth-like things in our portfolio as well as deep value uh, in order to try to defend against both. You know, that uh, definitely makes a lot of sense. Um, and to your point, that way we can capture the opportunities but not get whacked if it uh, starts to turn against us. Um, and Jeff, a lot of what you talked about early on with regard to some of these things is that we're getting back online. So for example, commodity prices dropping, not all that surprising when we consider the context of COVID created a lot of artificial scarcity because we shut things down. And now that that uh, is coming back online, obviously that scarcity starts to dissipate. The one thing that uh, we are hearing some news about, and this is actually um, to go against what I said earlier, a little bit new in the sense that uh, the COVID virus keeps mutating. There's this Delta variant that people seem to be uh, concerned about. What are your thoughts, I guess, on a US level and then international level with regard to these variants and the impact that it may have? Well, it's something that we've talked about, um, obviously, ad nauseum for the last 15 months. And I think that people are are getting a little bit almost too overconfident of uh, what's going on with regard to COVID. We're still in a worldwide pandemic. Well, the US, U.S. is definitely opening up. And don't get me wrong, I certainly enjoy the fact that I can be in stores and in restaurants and things of that nature now without a mask on. If we do start to see a continued mutation, uh, and we do see uh, a lack of vaccination, uh, it's very possible that we will see a resurgence uh, in the pandemic. We see a resurgence, uh, all bets are off. I mean, it depends on the variant. It depends on if it's able to um, uh, mutate and, and make the current vaccinations that we have uh, inconsequential or not even effective. Um, there's just too many things to sit there and uh, even try to wrap your brain around in order to sit there and truly understand it. So 
to me, what we're trying to do is obviously continue to follow what's going on on a worldwide basis. And, you know, obviously the United States has taken a major lead in it. We're not the, the top, but we're of the large countries that are out there. We're pretty damn high up there on that list. But, uh, you know, it's definitely one of those items that we've got to continue to be vigilant about getting people vaccinated, getting them, uh, in most cases, their second shot and making sure that, that those that are still at high risk, even with trying to get vaccinated, are being cared for correctly. Because again, bottom line behind this, this could heat back up again. The, the statistics that I'm reading are not anywhere close to as bad of what we saw uh, you know, a year ago or even uh, in the wintertime. It's not gonna be like that, uh, but it certainly could be very inconvenient if they start shutting down businesses again and, and um, all of a sudden we are starting to deal with another whole supply chain issue uh, round two, uh, just when we're trying to thaw out from uh, some of those issues that we're dealing with right now. So um, I've always said it's all about COVID. COVID, 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 more COVID. And it's true, it's all about COVID. We gotta figure out, we gotta get our arms around, you know, vaccinating the world. You and I were reading and talking about 41 million doses are being administered a day on a global basis. That's amazing. If you think about how many, I mean, vials, I mean, you, well, we've all been vaccinated probably listening to this. So you mean, you saw the little packaging, you know, the glass packaging of which your vaccination came in. So now we're talking two in order for you to be fully vaccinated, but you also had two syringes to go along with it. And we're doing 41 million of those a day. So we're producing a, a ton of syringes a ton of other things that are, are uh, necessary in order for this to do that, uh, to be put in arms. And I mean, you just got to think about the the worldwide distribution and how um, overwhelming that must be in order to try to get uh, shots in arms and, and other countries. And I know that not everybody's working off of the Moderna or uh, the Pfizer vaccine, vaccination shots, uh, but still it's pretty remarkable when you think about it from that kind of context. Uh, how how would you deal with the logistics and other things? I mean, I, I can't even imagine uh, trying to be the COO of uh, either one of those companies uh, with the, the logistical elements that would just be so challenging. Yeah, and Jeff, um, you hit on something that uh, is something that I've been thinking a lot the last few days. I was listening to just some uh, news information. I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but there was a quote in there and I'm not going to get it exact, but that really struck with me and it's kind of been bouncing around in my head a little bit. And that was uh, someone said to the effect that you always want to be optimistic when you think about the market and when you think about the economy or something to that effect. And uh, it's really easy right now to be scared. It's really easy right now to think uh, that the sky is falling because we don't have this fully under wraps yet. There's certainly some pressures that are chipping away at the fortress that we've built with the vaccines and so forth. And yet, um, and yet here we are persevering, pushing along. And I think that's an important thing to remember is that even though there's these pressures, there's these things that uh, are always going to be a threat to the way that uh, the economy is running, that uh, human innovation and perseverance goes a long way in uh, being able to tackle these things. That it takes time and sometimes it takes a lot of effort, but uh, that's one of the things that's remarkable about uh, people when they pull together is that we are able to overcome really, 
I mean, amazing things. The fact that we were able to develop a vaccine in as short a time as we did um, is a, a testament to that. Um, any last thoughts or comments on the economy or just uh, upcoming near-term uh, expectations before we wrap up for today? You know, I, I think the biggest thing out there that I would be looking at is just be patient with your investing. I mean, there's such lack of leadership that's going on right now. Um, have conviction with what you're dealing with. Uh, back it with uh, statistics and back it with the right things rather than to sit there and find yourself waffling back and forth. Uh, between areas of the marketplace that uh, uh, may or may not capitulate uh, under the circumstances. Uh, I'm a big believer of controlling what you can control. So to your point of uh, what you were saying, I mean, you also talk about uh, bull markets climb a wall of worry. So, I mean, it kind of draws right into what you were saying there, that there's always going to be a reason to not invest, uh, to, to be invested, uh, be invested long-term, uh, be invested in, with uh, your ideology, with conviction, uh, is really you know, kind of the name of the game here. So as much as we may not see uh, direct leadership this this moment, uh, obviously it's really easy to see it uh, when you're Monday morning quarterback. So uh, we're, we're juggling everything that we possibly can and, and trying to sort through uh, situations that no one's ever dealt with before. Um, we're gonna try to get them way more right than wrong, but uh, realize that, uh, that you know in no situation are you gonna deal with, uh, is anybody gonna ever be perfect with what they're dealing with? Yeah, well, as always, Jeff, really appreciate the time and the expertise. So thank you so much for your comments today. Absolutely. So and to all of our listeners, thank you so much for uh, giving us a little bit of your time uh, and hearing our thoughts with everything that's going on. And as always, be happy, be safe, and be healthy. Polaris Wealth Advisory Group, LLC, is a federally registered investment advisor. The information, statements, and opinions expressed in this material are provided for general information only and are subject to change without notice. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, is not intended as a recommendation to purchase or sell any security, and is not intended as individual or specific advice. It should not be construed as investment, legal, or tax advice. Before acting on this material, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular circumstances and, if necessary, seek professional advice. Polaris Wealth does not offer professional, legal, or tax advice. All information contained herein is believed to be accurate, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Polaris Wealth Advisory Group, LLC, and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. Past performance is no guarantee of future returns. Diversification does not assure a profit or protect against loss. Investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital. No advice may be rendered by Polaris Wealth Advisory Group, LLC, unless a client service agreement is in place.